Tea over and the tray removed, she again summoned us to the fire. We sat one on each side of her, and now a conversation followed between her and Helen, which it was indeed a privilege to be admitted to hear. Very good, Miss Nichols. Now, to summarize, Miss Temple has given Jane and Helen extra food. Keep in mind Mr. Brocklehurst's surely impending displeasure as we continue. Mr. Finch! <coughs> yeah, huh? Mr. Finch, while you are among the sleeping, Helen Burns has been among the dying. Suppose you recant to us what I told the class about Bronte's inspiration for Helen's fate? Um, something to do with her uncle? <sighs> Mr. Finch, please stay a moment. I'll wait for you outside. Thanks. Mr. Finch, you are aware that I do not tolerate sleeping in my classroom. Do you know what happened when Charles Dickens dozed off midway through his One rainy evening in March, a woman appeared on the doorstep of Dr. Liza Finch. She didn't know her own name. She didn't know where she came from. She didn't know where she was going. All she knew was that she could predict danger, or at least that's how it appeared. That woman was me. My past, my future. All of it is nothing. Empty. A blank slate. Tabula rasa. Season 1, Episode 2, Alone in Company. For I come bearing caffeinated drinks. What be thine preference this day? Tea or tea? Oh, the first one. I needed that. Thanks. Still tired? <laughs> you could say that. I couldn't do anything last night. Terry tried to talk to me, but I could barely say ten words to him before I hit the hay. Oh, even the eight hours of sleep I got weren't enough. You ever thought about taking some time off? A little bit, but the idea of being trapped in the house with my aging mother all day is grim at best. I shouldn't complain. The husband keeps random hours, so we really do need someone there at all times, or at least down the hall. I could never live in the same apartment building as my mother. She'd have a heart attack if she saw how I eat nowadays. Uh, plus, there's the dog. I think she'd be allergic. Or was that my uncle? Velasquez! Uh, uh, boss? I'm putting you in charge of getting what's-her-name there set up. Is Jane even coming in today? She's come and gone. Liza was here doing an eval on that guy from the bombing. So they're back at her place doing shrink stuff or whatever it is they do. So what do you need me to do? 
I need you to pull the files and evidence from the Young case. The lion we couldn't pin the murder on? Can I ask why? You'll see. You sure like your secrets, boss. What about me, sir? You and I are going to have a chat with that Montague bomber. He's saying there's more where he came from. But first, finish up that addition to Liza's psych report from last night. You got, got it. Let me first say that I realize that this may seem a bit early. Okay. I want to try and stimulate a memory. I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. Basically, we're going to try and introduce something to you that may cause you to remember. Were this any other case, I might try a modified Rorzak test instead of blots, just a series of pictures that might trigger a memory. Obviously, with you, this wouldn't accomplish anything. You do, of course, have the ability to use your other senses, so... I'm sorry, I haven't even asked if you're okay with this. Okay with what, exactly? All of this. Staying here. Me, trying to evaluate your condition. Working with the police. You've been very shuttled around by events thus far. I... don't know who I am. I haven't had much time to think about all this. But... It's pretty clear to me that this is the best way to figure myself out. Better here than jail, right? Hmm. Just to be clear, from where I'm standing, it looks like only your existing memories before whatever trauma caused you that head injury and blindness were affected. Your ability to make new memories seems unaffected. Whether your earlier memories are irretrievable or merely blocked off, well, time will tell. What I plan to do for now, with your permission, is to introduce auditory stimulus, random sounds, essentially, to try and find one you strongly associate a memory with, and hopefully draw one out. Sounds good. Morris. I need to know what your wife told you, Ganymede. She didn't say anything. What do you mean, she didn't say anything? She didn't want to talk. She went to bed. <sighs> Damn it, Ganymede. Your ass is already on the line. I did the best I could without making her suspicious. Tomorrow, then. <sighs> Thank you. Yes, sir. I have to go. Excellent. I was getting lonely. Mr. Pickett, I'm Detective Lakeisha Morris. Pickett? You may refer to me as Tybalt. I I'm sorry? Tybalt. Of the Capulets. You cannot be serious. What wouldst thou have with me? Oh, no, 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 no. Not dealing with this. First the psych, then the Shakespeare guy. This shall not excuse the injuries that thou hast done me. Therefore, turn and draw. Damn it! Ah, ah my head! Vamos, calmate. Solamente necesitas unas pocas horas más. Velasquez, you in there? Yeah, uh, just give me a minute. Yeah, I just, uh, I need you to fill in for Lakeisha. What? 
She couldn't take it? He started quoting the bard at her. Figured it was time you had some fun. You sure he's not crazy? Well, Liza says he's all there. Bit of a narcissist, but hey, so are you. <laughs> Let's have some fun then. I think I am as like to ride the mare if I have any vantage of ground to get up. Henry the Fourth. Was there any man thus beaten out of season, when in the why and wherefore is neither rhyme nor reason? Comedy of errors. Time is the justice that examines all offenders. Midsummer Night's Dream. We've been at this for an hour, and I can play this game all day, Mr. Pickett. I've got a lot of energy to burn through, and a Shakespearean studies minor to fuel it. Let's make this simple. Why did you really blow up that conference? Truth is truth. To the end of reckoning. But you're not telling the truth. You don't really think you're Tybalt. You're not that great an actor. Which is unfortunate, because according to this file here, before you left the country for Bosnia three years ago, you were trying to make it big on stage here in the city. You just finished a very successful run of The Tempest. Why leave? All the world's a stage, detective. I was inadequately educated in the extermination of my enemies. The foreigners taught me how I could defeat him. What I'm really curious about is, why the act? You met Dr. Finch this morning. You failed her insanity test. That woman can spot a fake a mile away. <laughs> I have watched the all-night Felissa cause, and they have been sick. It's open. Yes, yes, of, of course, Congressman, thank you. Terrible. Just terrible. Yeah, it is. It's really awful. I'm sorry. Have we met? Oh, no. <laughs> sorry. Jesse Cesare, campaign manager for Richard Montague, president-elect of the United States. Or so I hope to say, come November. <laughs> You're Sergeant Nathan Clark, Chicago Police Department, Organized Crimes Division. Yes? That's right, that's right. Sorry, you're here about your statement. Uh, take a seat. I didn't mention the statement? <sighs> Not my week. <sighs> I'm sorry. That wasn't funny. Stress. Lots of it. Nearly lost my client. Did lose four staffers. Three more hospitalized in the, the PR. Oi, I'm sorry, I'm... I am usually better groomed. Okay, Jesse Cesare. Not in the blast, yes? Could you clarify where you were? Yes, I was. No, well, both. No, well, and neither. <sighs> Sorry. Stress. I was there. Stepped out for a smoke. I'd heard the speech before. Nothing new to worry about. That's one good thing about the senator. He sticks to the script. Next thing I know, boom! I wasn't in the blast radius. I'd gotten chased away by the building owner. Guess I signed something that said nobody would smoke. Whoops! So I was behind the building next door. Nightmare, I tell you. You mentioned in your statement that you thought Bosnian terrorist groups might be involved. I was uh, hoping you'd be able to clarify that. What exactly did you mean by these uh, slimeball summer camps, it says you called them? Uh, yes. Just a hunch. I'd heard... well, 
The senator had heard about a Bosnian terrorist cell operating here in the city, recruiting for their cause, whatever that might be. And how did the senator come by this information? You'd have to ask him yourself. I'm not sure, really. I, I just mentioned it in passing to the officer. All right, how soon can I ask him myself? The senator's a busy man. He's off to Colorado soon. Cesare, if there's even the slightest chance that there's a terrorist cell operating in this city, I need to be able to talk to the senator ASAP. I know you're his number two. I need you to get the senator to speak with me. He's a very busy man. There's the PR crap storm we have right now over this bombing. He's still going through rehab for his leg and- Miss Cesare. <sighs> That's my card. The Senator's personal cell number is on the back. Do not distribute it. Just... Would you mind waiting until this evening to call him? He's not gonna be happy if some police sergeant, no offense, just calls him up out of the blue about Bosnia. Just give me time to warn him. I will. Thank you. I appreciate your cooperation. I'm afraid I have to go. The press isn't going to contain itself. I'll walk you to the elevator. Welcome to Jerry's on 29th. What can I get you? Vodka tonic. You got it. And the Cubs' winning streak continues as they defeat the Oakland Athletics today. The White Sox, on the other hand just can't seem to get out of the hole they've dug for themselves. Cubs' record isn't gonna last. Never does. You look like hell. You don't look so good yourself. Kids, <laughs> Sleeping in my class. No one respects the classics anymore. No one. I swear. Anyway, <laughs> Hey, any particular reason you're here? Just prepping myself for something I've got to do. Looks like you're not looking forward to it. Oh. <clears throat> Dr. Sam Hurst, by the way. Nice to make your... Mind your own business. Anything? No, nothing. Well, we can try again later. Maybe under different circumstances. Until then, can I get you something to eat? More coffee? Please. Wait, Liza, didn't you turn the stereo off? I did. Then why can I still hear bells? Jane. Yeah, yeah, Shakespeare, yada yada. We're done for the day. Give you a night in the can. We'll see how Elizabethan you're feeling in the morning. And having now provided a gentleman of noble parentage, of fair demesnes, youthful, nobly trained, stuffed, as they say, with honorable parts. Oh, here we are. Thank you again for your cooperation. My pleasure, Sergeant. Anything to help keep the voters safe, right? <laughs> okay, that wasn't funny. Nathan, the dossier's for Jane? I thought you might want to look them over. All right, let's walk and talk. 
and hath no music in himself. He is fit for... <clears throat> hey, watch it. The suit is brand new. I don't know what you're trying to pull, but stay still. Are you all right, Mrs. Ari? I'm fine. <clears throat> I'm fine. No harm done. Let him go, Lakeisha. Nathan. Let him go. Keep a close eye on him, though. So this is it. Damn it, Lakeisha, hold these. Gotta get him on his side before he drowns in his own puke. But, but, but. Oh my god. Oh, there's puke. Not again. I'll call help. No, the dossier. Detective. Detective. Velasquez. I'm here. Uriah did it. Look for Uriah. Request immediate deployment. We need a 2-9 at Oregon C. Copy 4392. Chopper being deployed. ETA, three minutes. Oh, no, stay with me, Pickett. George, can you hear me? Nathan. Nathan, where's the defibrillator? Lakeisha, where's that ambulance? Stay with me. By the power vested in me by the state, I proclaim you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. Finally. Well, that was easy, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We're not out of the woods yet, Mrs. Hayes. (laughs) Kiss me again, idiot. Featuring the voice talents of Susan Bridges as Jane, Lynn Cullen as Dr. Liza Finch, Chris Hackney as Detective Rafael Velasquez, Kristen Bays as Detective Lakeisha Morris, Pete Milan as Sergeant Nathan Clark, Jason R. Wallace as Terry Ganymede Morris, James Rossi as Keith Finch, Catherine Pride as Jesse Cesare, Colin Kelly as George Pickett, Hannah Jang Condell as Stephanie Nichols, Kim Giannopoulos as Dr. Sam Hurst, Perry Whittle as Jerry, Corson Bremer as Christian Holdridge, Josh Wilson as the Reverend, Richard Casto as the Dispatcher, Sam Sullivan as the Voice Over the Phone, and Tom Stitzer as Hayes. Written by Jack Kalk, edited by Teresa Keller, directed by Anna Rodriguez. Opening theme by her side, written and performed by Karina Barroso, available on iTunes. Closing theme, Back Home, written and performed by Mile 96. Moonlight Requiem by Zero Project. I Want to Destroy Something Beautiful, Baba Ganoush, Under the Stairs, Fight the Sea, But It Did, and Nothing in the Dark by Josh Woodward. Sneaky Snitch by Kevin McLeod. Additional music by Broken Lenses. Produced by Pendant Productions. Tabula Rasa, created by Jack Kolk. Copyright 2012, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.
This is your trial run. Next time on Tabula Rasa, Nathan Clark may not be happy about the newest member of his team. You don't find all this too, uh, convenient? If she was faking this, I'd know. But he's willing to give her one chance. The young case? Neighbors reported a loud crashing at a quarter to two. Cause of death was blunt force trauma. Just one. This better be good, Jane. Looks like he's passing the kidney stones the size of West Virginia right about now. You should get in there before it expands to Kentucky. Find out who killed Therese Young in Season 1, Episode 3 of Tabula Rasa, premiering January 18, 2013, only at PendantAudio.com. Why not? Yeah, needs paperwork. <laughs>